0: Cheeseheads. Get on your feet. It's curd and long. Hosted by Sparky Fiker and Ryan Horvat.
1: Hey, it's e. Sparky. 12 1250 AM. The fan, how are we doing here? We're broadcasting live from beautiful Milwaukee. You can follow me on Twitter at Sparky Radio. Ryan Horvath unable to join us uh, here. Uh, what very well may be the rest of the week, I found out this morning. Uh, however, in his place, Crunchy, CBS 58 Sports Director in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. He is Kevin Holden. I'm on Twitter at three two one Q Kevin. Mr. Holden, uh, what are you wearing today on our video that people can see at the Odyssey Sports YouTube channel?
0: Yeah, I figured I'd give you guys a little something since we're doing a video site. Uh Beloit Sky Carp.
1: Oh, is that the new logo?
0: Yeah, Poopsie is his name. Poopsie? Yeah. It, inspired
1: by Najee Davenport of the Packers.
0: <laughs>
1: of is, that, is that who that was inspired by? Okay, go ahead.
0: And then you know, an off-brewer's hat, I think a spring training uh era brewer's hat. But this is this is significant because you when when you have a, an athlete, you have to figure out a way to motivate your athlete, right? Yeah. I play softball and he and my pitcher hates geese, hates them. So I wear this to motivate him.
1: Oh my goodness gracious.
0: It works, I'm telling you.
1: That's funny. Um, okay, so this is this is my thing. Um, speaking of motivation. I was wrong about Devontae Adams uh, and why he left. And I think we were all wrong kind of about Devontae Adams and why he left. So if you're just not understanding or hearing what has happened, Devontae Adams talked uh, to the media, apparently. And this is from NFL.com. Uh, let's see. Uh, he'll have a new quarterback throwing to him and Jimmy Garoppolo this season. But as Adams recently told the ringers, Mirren Fader, in his opinion, the passer doesn't matter. His first team All-Pro nod earned in 2022 proved this. It proved that I am me, Adam said. A quarterback doesn't make me. I make me. And I can do it consistently at this level. That's why last season meant a lot. Even if I went and played like dog bleep, next year, they can't say it. Because now I've already proved it throughout the course of a season, played every game and put together a resume that says I do not need. You can erase all the numbers. You can just write in he didn't need Aaron Rodgers. End quote <laughs> from Devontae Adams. Kevin Holden. Oh. What you say to that, my friend? Wow.
0: <laughs> Wait a you, you know, toward the end of Devontae's time in Green Bay, we knew that the you know there was a little diva bubble that would that would formed around him. Like I get that, but wow. I mean the Remember when it was when it was supposed to be Derek Carr because they were they were friends and they knew each other from way back and and you know all these other other reasons about you know
1: just family's so there, why have his grandpa grandpa watch or something like that? Yeah.
0: In everything in the world. And and it turns out that that uh you know, to use the old quote Devontae would say, I love me some meat. Um, that is man, that is crazy. And and honestly. Given the amount of water that's passed underneath the bridge since the Devontae Adams trade, does it not make you feel a little bit better that he is not here? Because- so
1: this, this is the thing we all got on. Well, my reasoning behind all of this was if Rogers would have just signed the extension, not dragged it out that one year, and that would have been done, then they could have given Devontae his money and we could have moved on and it would have been fine. But instead Rogers was playing the, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. And it dragged all the way through. And they didn't want to go give Devontae all that money and then have Devontae be mad that Jordan Love is his quarterback. Now, if Jordan Love's not any good, so forth. So they're kind of caught between a rock and a hard place because of Aaron Rodgers. But now that I see these quotes uh, to Mirin, it's like, okay, this had nothing to do with any of that. Th- this just is, Devontae Adams had had his fill of everybody saying, you have those numbers because of Rodgers. If Rodgers wasn't there, you wouldn't be that guy. And in fairness... Not a lot of guys have gone on to do anything after Rodgers. Greg Jennings tried, uh Jordy Nelson tried, but they were never able to put up the same numbers that they had with Aaron Rodgers at any point. Then, what also may have triggered Devontae Adams, and I would love to know if this triggered Devontae Adams. Do you remember when Rogers forced Goody to make that Randall Cobb move? Oh. Right? Go get him. And what did he say? He said, I don't care what they look like with everybody else. I know they're good with me. I'll make, the, I'll make them back to who they were with me. Right? Remember Roger said that about Randall Cobb. Why well, wasn't that good in Houston? Like, what do you think you're doing? I don't care what he did in Houston. I know he's good with me. That's all that matters. Same with Jordy Nelson, Greg James, anybody else. When they're with me, I know how good they are. It doesn't matter how they look with anybody else. And I just wonder if in Devontae's head, he heard that. I was like, dude, screw you. I'm good with anybody. Like, I don't need to be with you in order to go be the man. And I don't think Rogers meant it as a slight towards Devante, but you just wonder, because at some point somebody or something got in Devontae's head to get his head to where it was at, to want to go play somewhere else to prove that he didn't need the hall of fame quarterback.
0: It becomes an ego thing as opposed to a personal thing. And, and there was a time, I think if you and I had this conversation five, six, seven years ago, or maybe a little before that we, we would not think the same thing about Aaron Rodgers' ego that we think now. And, it could be, you know, you get ego developed on one side, you get it developed on the other side. I just, I am, I am floored though, because the truth of the matter is, I mean, you know how hard it is, Sparky, to find any combination. You can find, you can find talented receivers that struggle in certain systems with certain quarterbacks. You can find talented quarterbacks that don't work in certain places. When you have something that works as well as Rodgers and Devonte Adams did. I know egos are involved, but the, but the parts do make the whole, right? Yeah. Either of them have, you know, Devante has gone on and done his thing in Vegas and Rogers is, you know, on to his next chapter. But what they had there was the centerpiece of success in the NFL and it's massive success for everybody involved. If you just let it happen, if it, if you win games, you win, you know, hopefully championships, it didn't happen in, in their case, in Devontae's time, but when you can do those things you're building the base of something successful, and to go against it, to, to let ego drive all of that is the opposite of doing that in what is one of the ultimate team sports in football. Yeah, I'm, I am I I knew there was a streak of Diva and Devontae. I'm floored, dude. I'm floored.
1: Because you never heard that out of Jordy. You never, and the guy that had issue with Rodgers, and some will say still does, Greg Jennings, you never heard it out of Greg Jennings. Like, oh, I got to go somewhere else and prove to everybody that I can do it without Rodgers. Finley had his beef. He never really brought that up of, I got to go somewhere else to prove that I can do it without 12. I was legitimately taken aback when I heard that he said that. I was like, "Ooh, okay. He he didn't leave for anything other than to prove to himself in which he thinks he has to prove to everybody else that he can do it without 12. My response to him would have been, Kevin Devante, listen here, son. (laughs) You're going to be a Hall of Famer if you just keep playing with this dude they're not going to say, damn, you know, I, I'm sorry, Devonta, you play with a hall of fame quarterback. You can't go in Marvin Harrison. Sorry, buddy. Play with Peyton. Not going. It's that's not going to happen. It's not going to work. No, dude, you're going. And if you tail off at the end of your career, Jerry Rice, fine, fine. Who cares? You've already made the hall of fame career. You've already built the numbers, the whole deal. He's going regardless. So to, to me, this is you will let somebody, I don't know who that was. Was it Cowherd? Was it Bayless? Somebody on TV is my guess. Or some writer wrote something, got in his head, and then he started paying attention to everything he shouldn't have been paying attention to. And that was it. It was toast. And at that point, he was like, "The hell with it. And then it was, okay, where do I want to go? Well, I know I've got good chemistry with Derek Carr. I know he's going to take care of me and get me the ball. He didn't pick to go to a team in which he doesn't know the quarterbacks, never played in the system, doesn't know what's going on. That's not what he chose. He went there to where he knew that guy was going to feed him the ball as much as humanly possible and put him in a position to be all pro at the end of the day. And like he said, who cares if I play like crap this year? I proved that I can do without Aaron Rodgers for one year. That's all That's all he needed to make himself right. And he further went out to say that him and Josh McDaniels ain't seeing eye to eye on exactly what they're, what they're doing here on offense. He he just poof, he just kind of went off and is frustrated. I'm sure, and it all starts with Derek Carr, his guy, not being there anymore, and now having Jimmy G. And I would guess in Devontae's mind, that's not better than what we had. I'd rather have Derek Carr than going back to Jimmy G. Again.
0: Well, and, and look, I, I know it's probably tough to get this thought process through to a, a player in his 30s and is you know still in in the back end of his prime or near his prime, but. You could say that Devontae Adams sacrificed this one all pro season in Vegas. And what he what he did in that sacrifice was in the future, down the line, Devontae Adams in this reality now will be welcome to Lambeau Field. Oh, yeah, he's a terrific receiver, or whatever. But if he had stayed for the duration, there's a different level reserved for that kind of person in Packers Lore with Packers Nation. Agreed. And and there's and again, I it's, See Leroy, it's Leroy Butler. Right. Exactly. It's it is. It's real easy, especially, you know, for the two of us in terms of ages are a little past what the NFL playing day. Yep. It's easy for us to say it. I know it's probably tough to get it through to him, but that's a big sacrifice that was made. One all Pro season somewhere else, you know, an increase in yardage of what, 20 percent somewhere else. Right. Change for a level down in your legacy in Green Bay. It's significant.
1: Yeah, no doubt. It is a big deal. All right, let's move on to topic number two, uh, and that concerns running backs. Uh, This was put out uh, on Twitter by Jesse Morris, MD. Games played by running backs over the past three years. Josh Jacobs, 47. Zeke, 47. Pollard, 47. Aaron Jones, 46. Gibson and Dylan, 45. And then you go all the way down to 37 is Joe Mixon, uh, Henry at 40. I mean, they have all the running backs. Kamara, 43. Delvin Cook, 44. But you have two running backs, both on this Packer roster, that have put up as many, if not more, games than everybody in the National Football League as far as games played. And then not coming in on Aaron Jones was, is he going to stay healthy? Can he stay healthy, considering how big he is? But he's put up just as many games as everybody else. Do you think, going forward, if this team does want to play the way they want to play going forward, that maybe Aaron Jones is here past just this year. Like we all think, because I didn't think he'd be back this year. They redid his deal. Now he's back this year. He obviously loves being here kind of going forward. If he's healthy again, do you think they give him an extension and keep him longer? Or do you think they move on? Cause he's making what $10 million. And for a running back, that's a lot of money in this league.
0: Yeah, and, and there's there are a couple of variables that I think come into play, and, and you got to know what they are right away before you know the future of Aaron Jones. And one of them is Jordan Love's development, because if he if he does develop quickly, if he's on the Aaron Rodgers path, then the, I think the pressure comes back off a little bit. Aaron Jones was perfect for this this transition time where you're at the tail end of Rodgers and the starter Jordan Love. Uh, I think he's obviously been been an extremely useful player, great player for this team, but he is. Uh, he's a guy that, when you're talking about miles and games played and stuff like that, that's not going to go on forever. And I think ideally, if if Love and the young receivers and the new tight ends and you know all of this stuff develops well, that's going to be this sort of slow end, I think, for for Aaron Jones. And again, not that he's been been bad at all. I think he's been a, a perfect guy for this this time frame. I also think it's interesting that he's you know in terms of games played he's been right there but there have been complaints with matt lafleur over the last year or two about usage where you felt like there were games where he should have had 20 touches but he had eight and that happened a lot i don't know what to make of it in terms of you know does that hurt you in actual miles on the car you know you're you because you're on the field you may not get the same number of touches but he's doing something every play right. he might be you know whatever it is he's doing so if, Yeah, that's I think it's a legitimate question. If it's not one year, it may be a couple years down the road. But I I think Jones is gonna turn out to be the guy that, you know, in the in the Packers timeline, bridged it from from, you know, Packers prime with Rodgers through the end of that and to the starter Jordan Love.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's obviously a way to go. And when we talk about this Packers team and they're gonna compete or not, it's gonna come down to the Packers defense at the end of the day. I don't know if you saw the Joe Barry press conference yesterday. I didn't really care about Stanovich the Satya telling me about how he loves the Carlson family. Don't care. The, the only one I care about really was Joe Barry talking. And I about, and I was watching it on my phone. I about threw my phone against the wall when I heard this come up because, and I don't even know who said it. I have to go. I don't remember who said it, but somebody asked him about the fact of you know, how much pressure essentially is on you. When you have all these number one picks sitting there on the on the others, on your defensive side of the ball with expectations of you having to do something with them. And Joe Barry came back with some cockamamie answer of, well, let me ask you a question. What if those were all seventh round picks? Would the expectation level be any different? And then Joe didn't give anybody answer, a chance to respond. Of course not. It would still be high expectations. B.S. If there were a bunch of seventh round picks on that side of the damn ball, my expectation level would not be that of, dude, you better be a top five defense. First of all, GMs would have been fired by this point if they were a bunch of seventh-round picks playing on that side of the ball versus first-round. There would be a bunch of changes have happened. I was livid. If I would have been the one asking that question, I would have cut him off before he would have even have responded to his own stupid question, I would have said, of course it wouldn't have been as high expectations in their seventh round picks. Do you have expectations for a seventh round pick the same as a first round pick? If a seventh round pick doesn't play that well in training camp, he gets cut. If a first round pick doesn't play that well in training camp, he ain't getting cut. I promise you, Joe, Goody ain't cutting them. Expectation levels are widely different for a seventh round pick and a first round pick. And to throw that cockamamie crap out to the media in green Bay and then they let him just slide on it and then, well, wait, we'll just move on and let him go. I was livid. I was like, Are you kidding me? How dumb is that? <coughs> I tried my best to defend Barry at the end of the year. I was like, Hey, look, he's made some changes. Give him some credit. Whether the floor told Barry to make the changes or Barry did it on his own, whatever. They play a little bit better. No real quarterbacks necessarily they played, but they, it looked better. If they don't play well by the bye week, my week is week six, if through the first five weeks, they don't play well, I have reached a conclusion. He's gone. I'm you're done. I'm not rolling with you a whole damn season. If our defense stinks the first five weeks again, and we don't look any better than we did last year, you're out of here and somebody else can get promoted up from within the staff and we're going to roll that to me that that's, that's where we're at, dude. You've got five weeks. If this doesn't look any different than last year, you're out of here. I'm not willing to wait. Kroger Fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
0: Yeah, it's uh, man, you, you hit that right on the head because I I think I was a little more in the camp of being okay with making a change this off season just because it is going to be an off season of change anyway. Uh, d- just you know to not ha- have him around right now, especially after just the difference between talent and performance on that side of the ball was was not just baffling it. Affected the entire season. It was, it was, I don't call it the reason, but it's one of the top reasons why the Packers were where they were, which is done after an 18-week regular season. And that's something in Green Bay that there's a standard level that they're not, you know, used to missing the playoffs. And I think if if Joe Barry's saying that, he's like, well, there will always be high expectations because of what's on the you know, the uniform, whatever. I don't I, I think that he's completely mixed up what organizational expectations are versus what you do to get there right because yeah a a seventh round filled defense this coming year would would lead to like a 2 and 15 record there'd be no
1: expectations it's not the same as what you have if there's no jay alexander no Kylie clark uh, none of these guys out there of course there's not gonna be the same expectation level of course not look on the offensive side of the ball they're not all ones and everybody knows there's going to be growing pains with young wide receivers. There's going to be growing pains with the tight ends, right? So the expectation level for that side of the ball is not that of a seasoned defense that you've had, Joe Barry, virtually pretty much the entire time here. There hasn't been that many changes. They all know the defense. And Devontae White apparently has been in the building, looks good, been working out and all that stuff. Koi Walker, keep his hands off of other people that don't wear pads, will be good. And away you go. So there, really, there are no excuses at this point if you as a fan believe that there is a lot of talent on that defense.
0: I'd, I'd give him – the bye week is an interesting time for this Packers team because unlike last year, it's going to come fairly early. They're going to have some tough tests, and then they get a week off. I think that's when, when you start to analyze it, when you're looking at that defense. If it's been a disaster, they, I think that the hot seat begins there maybe and goes through those November games like that Rams game somewhere in October to November. Right. Look at and, and if they're not, you know, if they're, if they're performing at a high level, fine. If they're, if they're performing at a low level, it's, I don't think you can wait a full season.
1: No, I, I mean, I, first of all, I don't think LaFleur gets fired if they have a bad year. So I don't think there's that type of pressure on LaFleur. You know, they don't have, they have two back-to-back years that they're not very good. Then LaFleur is probably in trouble at that point, And Goody shortly thereafter, the next coach can't figure it out. But Joe Barry definitely should have a shorter leash going into this season Uh, than anybody else, in my mind, going into this season. We had Andy Herman on from the Pack-A-Day podcast uh, last week. I think it was last Friday. And Andy Herman and Peter Bukowski went back and forth on Twitter. I'm sure you saw it talking about if it's a rebuild or is it not a rebuild. Blah, 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 blah. And I just flat out asked Andy Herman, like, do you think this Packers organization is trying to win games this year? And pretty much it comes down to, if that front office is trying to win football games this year, not LeFleur, not the players, obviously they're trying to win. You always try to win, right? But if they're trying to win, you have no veteran backup quarterback. You have no veteran wide receivers to speak of in that room. You have no real veteran tight ends, and don't come in with Duguara. You have no real veteran tight end presence uh, at this point. You haven't, you're going with a rookie kicker, it appears, uh, that was not all that great at Auburn and he's going to come in here and probably miss a bunch of field goals and learn and and try and figure it out. There seems to be a lot of on-the-job training if you're trying to sell me that you're trying to win games. Could they win games? Absolutely. I think they could win seven, eight, nine games. I think that's very possible, but this isn't the same as the Aaron Rodgers era where it was getting vets, plugging holes, and trying necessarily to go for it. Do you think this uh, front office is really that concerned about wins and losses this first year with Jordan Lowe?
0: I, think, I do think there, there's still a little bit of time, but the time is starting to run out in terms of, of grabbing the guys that you want. Because if you really are committed to it, going back to the quarterback position, for example, if you're really committed to it, I would much rather see whoever this year's Blake Bortles is now or within the next few weeks than to see him after everything that happens before training camp. And I, and I know some of it's a business and some of it's about quarterbacks looking for other deals. But I think that that's a commitment level that you'd need right Jordan Love has spent three years in waiting he's he's ready but there is still a spectrum of outcomes for him right there's still soup to nuts for him like he he could be great but what if he's not right what if what if the the pressure of week to week to week gets to him the way it gets to some quarterbacks in the league you got to have somebody in that position I do agree with the veteran wide receiver thing and I hope I hope that this is not a case of being burned by enough Devin Funcheses that they just decided not to have one. I think that's a terrible idea if that's the case. Uh and, and T.Y. Res-
1: Hilton, that's the guy.
0: Yeah, sure. And that's the guy. And, and you're telling me, even post-Aaron Rodgers, you're telling me there won't be guys like that who won't still want to come to Green Bay because it's Green Bay, because there's still the you know, the atmosphere and the expectation, and everything else. Like the the Packers, even without Rodgers, still have an advantage if they decide they want to go after a veteran receiver, there's still a positive organization to come to. That's that. It's my thought on it. So yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I've given them a little more time, but that time is starting to run out. You got OTAs coming up. Like, you know, if you're going to sign some guys, this is the time, you know,
1: but that goes to the next point when the brewers were getting going under Doug Melvin and he hired good old Ned Yos, Nedley When when he made that hire years later, Melvin said, He didn't care how many games Ned won. He said he pretty much had a three-year honeymoon. It was just all about waiting to get his farm system guys to the majors. And they really weren't all that concerned about the big league product. They wanted to make sure that Fielder and Hard and Hardy and Weeks were getting developed. And then once they got here, that's when the clock started. So, Jordan Love is now here. Your young guy is here. How much of a honeymoon should Matt LaFleur truly get?
0: Right? And, and... The, the the difference with the Lafleur era is he comes in and instantly you've got these thirteen win seasons, which at first were were praiseworthy, right? At, the, at first, with him winning thirteen games in a regular season, was like look at him, he's most successful regular season coach ever in his first X years and three league. years, yeah. And it and it turned into it becoming a bit of a curse. It turned it turned into that being his calling card, to that being a curse because because of the playoff losses, because of the difficulties in the postseason, Right. And, and now at the end of that era, now you're breaking this thing back down to where if they look at the Packers, don't make the playoffs this year, there aren't going to be a ton of raised eyebrows here. It's not going to be, you know, people screaming, yelling, carrying on like that. You obviously would love to do it, but if they end up eight and nine and miss the postseason this year, it'll certainly be much more understandable. Um, but that leash is also short. Like you, you can do that this year, but then if, if, if the, Team takes the same approach into next year, and there's another eight and nine, and you start getting a you know a string of eight and nines together, then you got a problem. I, I I imagine that this year is fine, but after this year would there would be an issue, and you would need to see significant progress from Jordan Love.
1: What do you need to see from this Packers team if they don't have more wins than losses? It's a losing record. What would you need to see to say they're going down the right path?
0: Development from the the guys that you know will be here long term, like it's going to be difficult for me. I think in this first year, to to put a, a, a grade really on on Lucas Van Ness, like you're going to see some stuff from him, right? They they do expect some contribution from him, but in the Rashawn Gary mold, I don't think you define anything really on that first year for him. Uh, but you know, for some of the, the recent picks, for the for the first rounders that they got on the Devonte deal, like th- there's got to be significant steps forward. In other words, if you've got good seasons from guys that aren't just under contract for a year, guys that you know will be here for a little while, then you have something you can plug pieces into, plug holes into. You can grab guys and and, and drop them in. But if you're if you're successful guys or your guys that are on the way out for another reason. <laughs> then you are talking about more of a rebuild. You're talking about recent high picks failing. And that's what I think the the issue with all the first rounders and the high talent on defense is, is it runs the risk of being like a, I guess you call it like a system failure, right? It's a, it's a group that would fail together. And, and that means you got to do a lot there. You got to basically just blow it out and and change out who knows what percent. I mean, you're talking the vast majority of what's there on defense. So, You've got to be able, I think, to see something down the line from from guys that you know will be here in 2025, 2026, 2027. That's the case. 8 and nine's all right. If Jordan Love makes some kind of progress, that's fine. I don't like putting a numbers game on it, but if they don't have to be like super, super dependent on the run game, I think that's a positive.
1: Another one, Kevin Holden. What truly is the job of one Russ Ball within the Packers organization? What 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 does he do? I'm setting you up, but what what does Russ Ball do? What 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 is he what what do we think he does?
0: He this I'm gonna I'm gonna demonstrate what I think he does for. Oh, it.
1: okay, good, 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 but good.
0: I heard this this story once at work. It's an S.
1: Yeah, S on a paper. Yeah,
0: with two lines through it.
1: <laughs> Money, right? <laughs> right? He's a salary cap guy, right? Which, which is a full-time job with all of Hold them. on one second. Yeah. Did you see on Twitter today? Joey Lane is the new salary cap analyst for the Green Bay Packers. What? Lane spent more than a decade with the Saints, then followed Ryan Pace to the Bears and spent eight seasons in Chicago as director of football administration. I tweeted out, I'm like, uh, wait, is this good? And a guy that covers the Bears assistant editor for the bears wire uh, and a co-host of the bear down podcast said nope he helped ruin the bears cap under pace and replaced one of the best salary cap analysts in cliff stein this isn't good for green bay i did some further research do you know what this dude's known for oh no this dude's oh. known for bringing the void year to the bears world and adding void years on contracts and doing that. And we've seen the Packers been doing void years now here for the last, how many years? And then train wrecking it at the end after the void years are up. I I want to know what is going on in green Bay. Maybe they had somebody else was a salary cap analyst helping Russ ball. But then what the hell does Russ ball do? If you have somebody doing the salary cap, then what is Russ ball's job? Or is Russ ball out of a job? And, And we don't know yet. Like, I don't understand. I'm missing something.
0: Man, yeah. <laughs> Cause that's what I thought his job was. And, and, and because of all the idiosyncrasies of the of the salary cap, it's something he had to do, you know, like you'd spend your whole time based around it. Man, you talk about void years and you talk about void years in an era where and here's the thing: people people think that that trading Aaron Rodgers is this complete weight lifted off the shoulders. The weight isn't gone yet. Right. The dollar side of this still exists for the Packers. It is going to be massive. And, oh, my goodness. You know, you can – they they made up their mind that they can't kick that much down the road, which probably plays a little bit of a role in, in the veterans that they do or don't bring in in this year to come. But you can't, like – you saw what happened to the Saints. That's that's the thing that that comes to my mind, where the Saints were so far over and then were just completely upside down. They were, they were your friend who, who eats ramen at like every meal. You know what I mean? It's just like, I'm, you know, right. I got to save the money. I save the money. And I, I don't think this is the right guy for that situation. If we're talking void years, if we're talking all of that, that's. Mm-hmm.
1: Anybody associated with Ryan Pace, I don't want. Right? I'm just here to tell you, I don't know you. You may be good at what you do, but Ryan Pace isn't. I don't want you. If you're associated with Ryan Pace at this point, I just have, I have zero interest in you whatsoever. All right. Last uh, one last topic here before uh, we wrap this thing up current and long. Thanks again to Kevin Holden, CBS 58. Follow him on Twitter. Three, two, one Q. Kevin, I saw this this morning on the NFL network from all uh, from NFL shop.com top selling NFL jerseys. Number one is with threats to our nation waiting around every corner. Adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Number one. Seriously? Number one. I guess. Number two, Jalen Hurts. Number three, Patrick Mahomes. Number four, OBJ. Fourth (laughs) highest selling jersey right now in Baltimore. Josh Allen, number five. Travis Kelsey, number six. Number seven, Jordan Love. Seven for Jordan Love. Justin Jefferson, eight. Micah Parsons, nine. Bryce Young, the number one overall pick of the Panthers, is ten. Jordan Love, number seven in the NFL. Hasn't started a full season. Ain't a top draft pick in this year's draft. He is number seven. Does that surprise you, Kevin Holt?
0: It's a little bit. It does. Because like, if, you, if you break that down to Wisconsin, you know what I mean? If you say, okay, what are the top selling jerseys in Wisconsin, then Jordan Love blows everybody away by a mile because everybody's got to restock, right? Like the reason Rogers is one is it's a New Jersey and everybody on that side of it's getting the Jersey. And I guess the reason Love is seven is because everybody with the old Rogers Jersey is ditching it, right? Right. Cleansing yourself of it, but still to do that on a nationwide level is pretty wild to me because it's, it's the changing of the guard At one quarterback position and, and Jordan love in the state of Louisiana or the state of Texas or California or whatever, I can't imagine has a lot of like name recognition outside of those who really, really follow the NFL. I don't think casual fans would know a whole lot about Jordan love. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe hate is a strong thing. Sparky as much as I don't like it to be. Maybe the fact that people hated Rogers so much means that they're,
1: (laughs) I think it just speaks to, how big the Packers are worldwide. Yeah. It's, like it's just Packer nation is huge. If anybody doubts it, just look at that. He doesn't deserve to be seven in Jersey sales, but because he's the quarterback of their team, they're in They're They're all in on, on having Jordan love jerseys. And so,
0: you're going to see them everywhere. We, so th- I got to tell you this, this funny story. We were in Hawaii. My wife and I were a couple weeks ago, I guess.
1: But, Hawaii. That's where you were last.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We, we were at, this was, we, we hopped on a couple of different islands and, and the big island was the first place that we went and we're in Kona on the big island in Hawaii, 5,000 miles from here. And we're, we're, you know, driving through the little town of Kona and we make this turn and there's a Packers flag waving outside this bar, huge Packers flag. And I look at her, she looks at me and we're like, "Uh uh-huh. Yep. Got to go in. Uh, so we pull over and I'm like, is this, is this going to be one of those where it's like, Oh yeah, people from Wisconsin come spend your money, or is it actually a Packers bar? You go in and there's all kinds of autographed memorabilia. There was a locker. There really? Was, this was legit. There were cheese curds at this bar in Hawaii. Like it was amazing. But that that's what what registered with me was like okay. And I'm looking around the room, and we're not the only ones from Wisconsin that are in this room. You know, you know, in this place. Eating their food and drinking their their you know fancy Hawaiian beers and celebrating the Packers. So that it is a worldwide thing.
1: That is wild. Do they still have the black sand beach
0: on the big yep. island? Yep. That was we, we were gonna joke that we were gonna run around in different uh, you know, all the different colors of sand on the beach. Right. Know? The white, yep. here's a you know black sand, here's a red sand or whatever that the, the the scenery is just, it's, it's incredible. And it's different island to island, you know? And we, we did three on this trip just because we found some really great airfares. We're, we are not rich people.
1: So let's see. I don't believe you at all. You you travel more than than somebody that, that runs a, a cruise company. So let's listen here. So first of all, I've been there three times. The last time I was there was probably early 90s, right? So it's been a long time. But this is what I remember. Oahu, overly commercialized. I feel like I'm in Chicago in traffic. Yep. that's not relaxing to me maui was on its way the first time i went to maui was in the mid to early 80s mid 80s and it was like one or two hotels by the time we left in the early 90s it was on its way to being oahu i don't know if it is or not you can tell me and the big island was the place that was the least commercialized and still more true hawaii so fast forward 30 years kevin holden how accurate is what i said and how much has it changed
0: maui's populated with a lot of resorts yep and there's a little difference like if you're from the mainland you're like oh yeah maui's fantastic and if you're from the state of hawaii you're like please go visit our other islands please because it's maui's a lot of fun but but it's become if oahu is chicago then maui might as well be like a sandals resort right like It's not the same. So if you want the authentic Hawaii experience, the Big Island is it. It's it's a, it's a large island. It really is. Like it's you know there's a lot of territory to cover. There's volcanoes. There's the, yeah. It's the least touristy of all. And then Kauai is the other one that we went to at the end of this trip. And Kauai was, I think maybe the most quiet Hawaiian experience. Like you know all of this stuff you're talking about without all the noise or whatever. Right. You're just it's just relaxed.
1: That's what I'd want.
0: Yeah, this is, I, I think Kauai is your place. It's like 60,000 people total on the island. Uh, there, you know, you're, you, there's no like big, tall buildings. There's no anything. It's just these little resorts and little restaurants. The pace is super slow. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised. Kauai is the, is the true getaway spot. It's the, it's the one where you you know, unplugging the phone and just sitting there for. A and few- it's
1: probably the least expensive I'd imagine.
0: It was. And the other thing that happened is they, they, um, is the result of something really weird. They had a hurricane about 30 years ago that knocked down a bunch of, um, chicken coops where these chickens were being kept for whatever reason. And the chickens that were domestic or that were being kept mated with the chickens in the wild. And now chickens are everywhere on that. <laughs> and they don't <laughs> care. We were playing back at a resort and that <laughs> our bags game, like stood there and watched us play. She didn't care. Just like, oh, it's fun. Look we'll at you guys playing play. <laughs> My wife turned to the chicken and she's like, I ate one of you last night. And he didn't care. <laughs> it was
1: amazing. amazing. Oh my God. That is so good. Kevin Holland, volum on Twitter 321Cube, Kevin CBS58, sports director. He is the man. And of course, uh voice of Brewers Baseball as well, Kevin.
0: Yeah, Spanish Games. Uh every Sunday home game we've got. There is one I think the Peacock took away, but uh yeah, man, that the, the dream comes true every other Sunday and uh it's it's been a blast. Jaime Cano and I've been doing that for a while. It's my 14th year in the booth. So yeah, if you're, if um, you're checking check it out on- I, I
1: I lied. I, I have a follow up because you brought up Peacock. I'd be an idiot not to ha- address this with you.
0: <laughs> of course.
1: How concerned are TV people about these apps? Because, I mean, we've got Amazon with Thursday night games. Peacock's getting an NFL wildcard game. I, and Peacock's got a ton of sports just in general. I, I forgot all the different ones. They've got men's basketball games. They've got the you know, Paris Olympics. they got all this stuff going. And these over-the-air stations, I feel like, are starting to slowly but surely starting to lose this. There's talk that the NFL eventually is just going to leave over-the-air TV and it's going to be pay-for TV uh, at that point, I'm probably done. I'll tell you right now, I won't be doing this podcast if I have to pay to watch an NFL game. But that 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 might be where it's going. And everybody says, oh, AM radios is dying. Nah, 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 nah. First of all, to hell with you. And if you're taking AM radios out of your car, I won't be buying your car. Uh, but having said that, I kind of feel like we're going that same way with sports on TV.
0: Yeah, we. it's, it's a legitimate concern. And the, I think here's the reason. You've got a difference now between where the money is funneled And where the technology base is. And what I mean by that is if you came to us at CBS 58 and you said, we want to do this show, we can make a quality production and put it out over a quality stream on the air. It's a good looking product. People will want to watch it. You do that with an app. And I mean, (laughs) I'm sure you've heard plenty of complaints about that Bally's app. And oh, yeah. Yes. So you're telling me that that's that the 110 million dollars is getting floated that way toward those apps and all the all the struggles that they have with technology where the way to do this on a quality basis is not where the money is getting funneled that's where the concern i think comes in is that you you know you have the you have the the talent and the know-how to make a quality broadcast but if the money doesn't get funneled to you, it's it, it's done like, it, you know, you have to keep the thing going. And if the money doesn't come in, it won't. And, and eventually that's going to have a massive long term effect. And f- more people, more people are cutting the cord, which I think people think is going to help from an app standpoint. But what it's actually going to do is hurt from an everything else standpoint. Like this
1: Kevin, con- Kevin, what's going to happen is if I'm Peacock and let's say I have the NFL rights or YouTube TV or whatever, guess what's going to happen, y'all? Your app fee is going to go through the roof. Because they're going to have to justify paying all that money. So, yeah, you're going to pay for the NFL Sunday ticket $450 or $350, whatever the hell it is. Plus, all the regular users are also going to see their rates go up. So now those of you that don't want to pay for cable, don't want to pay for satellite, ah, I'm not paying $100. Right. So now you're going to have five apps. You're going to be paying $200 in order to have all the stuff you could have had on TV and the stuff you could have watched on TV will no longer be there because it's going to be on all these apps and you're going to be paying more money per month than you are prior to all these apps coming along
0: and don't forget the rsn's you know right in the middle of bankruptcy and thankfully it affected the product to this point but it's it's a sign of money not being funneled to the teams eventually in the same amount that they are now because those apps are they're out there but i don't know if they're revenue generators they could pay 110 million dollars but will they bring in enough to pay 110 million dollars next year right that's the case yep
1: i can't wait i i I can't wait to see how this all goes because I'll tell you right now. If you want to drive me from sports, that this is exactly how we're going to do it. We're gonna—you're not just gonna drive me, the guy that's almost fifty. Those people that are in their sixties and seventies—I'm telling you right now—they aren't gonna go out and start screwing around with apps. That's not happening. There's no chance. Some of these people just have still have the rotor antenna. They're not going to go out and start dealing with smartphones and apps and figuring out how to get to that spot or that. They're going to lose a lot of people. But whatever. Uh, he is Kevin Holden, CBS 58 Sports Director. Follow him on Twitter three two one Q Kevin. I love talking to Kevin Holden. Crunchy, thanks so much for coming on, my friend.
0: Always a blast, Sparky. Thanks for having me, man.
1: Don't forget, you can download those for free on your Odyssey app or wherever you download your favorite uh, podcast ad. And, of course, on the YouTube Odyssey Sports page. Have a good one.